But I say that to say, you know, the spirit of fear is ever so present whenever we start new endeavors. The spirit of fear is ever so present when we face the unknown. And the spirit of fear is what keeps us on barren land. to the RV Rise podcast. My name is Shaq. I know it's been quite some time since uh, I've been on live. I know it's been quite some time since I've recorded an episode. You know, this holiday season has been, you know, sort of crazy for me. It's, you know, just, it's it's just so many new developments. I mean, you know, God has blessed me just, you know, tremendously. You know, God has been, has been doing a lot of great things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited about the growth. Let me, let me just adjust my microphone for a second. Um, there we go. But, um, today I wanted to come on and talk about the spirit of fear because the spirit of fear, children of y'all is something that has been, you know, it's been on my mind for the past uh, week or so. And, um, you know, I, I just I just wanted to, you know, just talk very, very briefly because the time is 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 soon coming when God is going to call more and more of his children, more and more of his prophets to rise up and do his will. But before I begin, I want to just, you know, pray over this, over this message, over this word, Father God, in your mighty and holy name, to our Father, our glorious Father in heaven, we thank you for bringing us onto tonight, onto today. We thank you for all that you've blessed us with. We thank you for this beautiful word. We thank you for your ever so present spirit. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge and understanding. And we plead the blood of Jesus over this podcast, over this episode. We plead the blood of Jesus over this microphone. And we plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of our listeners. All those who come into contact with this episode, with this message. And may your spirit be ever so present today, tomorrow in all the days of our lives. And may your spirit ever be so present in this message. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So, going into it. The reason why I wanted to talk about the spirit of fear is because I recently, for those of you who don't know, I recently picked up a new endeavor in photography. And street photography. And so, one of the things that, you know, it kind of caught me at the last minute was the spirit of fear. You know, I'm going to be out there taking pictures of people, telling a story. And by the way, the reason why I'm getting into photography is purely to advance the kingdom. It's purely to advance the mission. You know, God wants me to use my artistic ability 
to reach out to more people. We're, I, I, I get the sense that a lot of us, we're, we're, we're very visual learners. You know, sometimes when we read something, it's kind of hard to understand on paper. But when we actually see it in front of us, we can begin to make some sense of it. So God has blessed me with a gift of the arts since I was seven and eight years old. I've been drawing for a long time. I've been, I went to school for it. I've even pursued it professionally. I've done some professional gigs with uh, some print syndicates, some well-known print syndicates out there. But, um, you know, God had a different plan. And to be honest, I didn't find fulfillment in it. But, you know, with this new endeavor with street photography and also film, you know, I'm actually pretty, pretty excited about where God is going to take it. But with that, you know, I had this fear of photographing people like, 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 what if, what if somebody gets angry? You know, what if somebody decides to say, I'm going to break your camera? You know, what, what, what if I call it, what if this causes a, a, a great deal of trouble? You know, there's this certain sense as a photographer, you don't want to get in people's faces, you don't want to get in people's faces. You don't want to invade their personal space. You don't want in any way, shape or form cause them any harm. You know, you kind of just want to be a fly on the wall as you document the world that is going on around you. And so far, you know, that hasn't been too much of an issue. That hasn't been too much of an issue that, um, that, uh, uh, you know, the photography endeavor. Most people, they typically don't mind when you take pictures of them. In fact, some of them even smile. Some of them are very, very courteous. Like, I don't want to get in this dude's way. He's taking a photo, but I don't want to disrupt the scene. You know, I kind of just want to be a fly on the wall. But there's that spirit of fear. There, 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 there There's that fear that, 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 you know, I've never really been so much of an enterprising person my whole life. I've never been the suave person to go out and talk. For those of you who've who've met me in person, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, in all likelihood, you have met me in person or at least through Facebook. But, you know, I've never really been, you know, that 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 charismatic talker. You know, I can just make relationships with anybody and everybody. So there was that concern that, you know, I would come across as being harmful. But so far, that hasn't been the case. But in any case, you know, that encouraged me to talk about the spirit of fear. You know, when we start new endeavors, there's a spirit of fear. And you know something, too? You know, when you have the spirit of fear, children of Yah, you don't trust nothing. When you have the spirit of fear, you don't trust anybody. And when you have the spirit of fear, you don't even you don't even trust yourself. You know, you're just you're just left in complete darkness when you have the spirit of fear because with that it's like you fear that every step you take is going to be a self-destructing step it's going to completely destroy you. and i was talking to somebody uh, earlier this morning and we, we we had a we had a very pleasant conversation today i told him i was gonna i was gonna release this podcast tonight but 
And I told him, I said, like, we just have this fear that, you know, we want to be in control so much. We want to be in control so much. We, you know, we fear, you know, be, uh, 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 you know, it, we think that it, it's like bill collectors. It's like paying bills. The moment you stop paying bills, the moment stuff gets cut off, stuff gets taken away. You know, they start sending you pink notices in the mail. You have 30 days to do such and such and such. Or otherwise, this is going to happen. And so we take that same attitude, that same spirit of fear, and we apply it to the kingdom. We apply it to the kingdom of God. And when you have the spirit of fear, you know, the Bible says not even God will help you. James chapter four says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts. And purify your hearts, purify your minds. And when you have that spirit of fear, the Bible says not even God can help you. In fact, it says in Philippians, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that was one of the verses that, to be honest, children of Yah, I hated so much. I hated that verse so much because how many of us, if you can relate to me, just raise your hands. How many of us have ever have ever prayed this prayer? God, I please remove the fear, remove the anxiety, remove the worry, remove this, remove that. We're praying on the side of the bed, almost almost in tears. And we're asking God to remove these things. And we keep praying this prayer and we keep praying and praying and praying. And you know what happens? The more we continue to pray this prayer the more we realize it's not getting answered. And it's not that God doesn't love us, but it's not getting answered for a reason. And for starters, that spirit of fear is keeping us from entering into the throne of grace properly. See, when you enter into the throne of grace, there are prerequisites that you have to fill out. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. When you pray, don't worry, don't fear, don't doubt. Doubt is the one thing that will quench any possibility of the Holy Spirit working within you. It's the one thing that will, cl- that will quench it. And hell can't make you choose. Hell doesn't even have that power. You justify it whenever you give into the spirit of fear. That's how it works. But when you have that spirit of fear, it's something that you have to work out on your own. It's just a leap of faith. You have to realize that the things that you fear, 99% of what you fear is never going to happen. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And children of y'all, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The spirit of fear will eat you alive. It will eat you to 
to the core. If you live a fearful life and you never take any chances, you never take any risks, you never step out of bounds, that spirit of fear will destroy you. And see, here's the funny thing about the spirit of fear. The devil didn't create the spirit of fear. He didn't create the spirit of fear. The devil can't create anything, as a matter of fact. The only thing the devil did was just pervert it. So fear, the very original concept of fear, it was meant to be, excuse me, it was meant to be used for reverence to the Lord. See, the Bible talks about in many different places, fear of the Lord, because when you fear the Lord, you don't, it's not a, it's not a fear that will torment you. The Lord will torment you. The Bible says God cannot be tempted into evil and he doesn't tempt anyone. It's, but rather, it's a fear that you understand what God is in control of. You understand God's power. You understand the very concept of God as that there is nothing that is off limits to him. Isaiah 45, 7, he says, I form light and create the darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all of these things. And so with that, the devil will take the fear and he will pervert it. He will pervert it in your mind and turn it into paralysis. The fear will drive you into a spirit of idleness. You don't move towards the kingdom. You don't move for the kingdom and rather the more idle you become the more you move away from the kingdom and the more pain you suffer the spirit of fear children of Yah enslaves you it enslaves you this is the truth but here's the kicker when you have the spirit of fear you have the key to your own cell. See, it's so funny. When you put a convicted felon in prison, he's not in control of what happens outside of it. He can't say at any point in time, I'm free. He can't say, I can go whenever, wherever I please. But when you have the spirit of fear, although it enslaves you, it is a choice to make it enslaving your mind and your soul. And so you have the key to your own cell. And as a matter of fact, when you have the spirit of fear, you yourself create the key to that cell. That's how it works. You know, the spirit of fear, children of Yah, is never something that God has for you. And it is, it's always a demonic door 
that we open, we choose to open when we have a lack of faith. When we have a lack of faith and when we doubt. And so, like I said earlier, I'm starting a a new venture in photography, you know, that God has put it in my heart to use to advance the ministry. He told me, use your talents in the arts to show people a different side of the kingdom. Images push people. Images inspire people. Images create connection. And God made me this way for a reason. And, you know, like I said, one of the things about street photography, which is what I'm doing, is that it's a very nerve wracking experience when you stick a camera in someone's face. It can be. Unless you're in an area where people pretty much expect that they're going to be photographers everywhere taking pictures. And then there's that fear that when you're taking a person's picture, there's going to be a confrontation. You know, there's that fear that that they may, in fact, hurt you. Or they'll try to call the cops paint some lie and say, this person is harassing me. He's taking pictures of such and such and such. I don't feel comfortable. I'm in fear for my life. And then that introduces a whole new set of problems. And not only it puts them off ease, but it also puts yourself off ease. You know, I wouldn't really feel comfortable photographing for the rest of the day. If I just have a nerve wracking experience uh, with the cops. And so I believe that God is going to guide me through that process. I believe that he's going to guide me through that process. And, you know, he's going to give me what I need in that particular moment. Should things go hairy. But I say that to say. You know, the spirit of fear is ever so present whenever we start new endeavors. The spirit of fear is ever so present when we face the unknown. And the spirit of fear is what keeps us on barren land. It keeps us from crossing the river and experiencing new life, new water, new milk, New honey, new prominence, new promise. The spirit of fear keeps us from so many different things. And so, one of the things that I discovered too, even though I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like an introverted person. One of the things I, I discovered when I was doing my uh, my photo shoot the other day in the city was that when you're actually out there taking pictures, when you're at, when, I, when you're actually out there doing your thing, you know, I discovered that people generally don't mind. 
You know, people generally don't mind having their pictures taken. It's New York. Nobody wants to look, you know, busted and dusty in New York, especially, especially the women. The women, they always want to be able to look their best. They want to have their hair done. They want to have their makeup done. They want to, they want to always look their best. And so there's an understanding that there is a possibility of seeing a photographer. It's New York City. It's New York City. Everyone in the entire world loves New York City. They love to visit New York City. It's probably one of the one of the biggest tourist destinations in the entire world, New York City. And so there's a there's an expectation that they're going to be photographed. And so you you it, it, it's it um how should I say it? They look their best. They look their best. They don't necessarily expect to be photographed, but they look their best regardless because you want, you always want to look your best in one of the best places to be in terms of glitz and, and, and lights and cameras. You just never know. You just never know. And so... I started to get in a zone. I started to get in a zone with my photography. I started to not necessarily care about the reactions. I started to not necessarily Yeah, the, the yeah, the, the the spirit of fear was was present. Don't get me wrong. It was present. But when you focus on the goal and it's a goal that you truly want and you truly desire. The spirit of fear. It nullifies. It nullifies. And so the devil will pervert the spirit of fear. Into his own lie. John 8, 44, Jesus said, when the devil speaks, he speaks of his own resources. The devil can have no part of the kingdom. The devil can have no part. When you enter into that secret place, that is the one place the devil does not have access to. It's just you and the father. That's it. That's it. And so... The spirit of fear, it disappeared. And the only thing that was present was God's voice and the thrill of capturing the moment that I desired to capture it in for his kingdom and his vision. And as much as I tried not to be noticed, you know, just got to call a spade a spade. I wasn't fooling anyone. I wasn't fooling anyone. And I stuck out like a sore thumb with my camera and my telephoto lens. I mean, but there's a certain, but you know, I think it worked. I think it kind of worked out now that I think about it to my benefit that I had a telephoto lens on my camera because, you know, when people see a telephoto lens, they think, oh, this guy is serious. 
This isn't just a peeping Tom taking pictures of children or taking pictures of women and being perverted. You know, this is a man with purpose. This is a man who it's expected that this is a man who does this for career. And I think people were very respectful of that. They were very respectful. But why am I saying all this? The reason why I'm saying all this, children of God, is because most of the time, fear is illusionary. In fact, the original purpose of fear, children of God, was to motivate us into obedience. Look at the Old Testament. Look how the children of Israel feared Samuel to the extent that it made them obedient. Look how the people of Nineveh feared Jonah and it caused them to obey. Look how David feared the consequence of having his son killed when he slept with Bathsheba and had Uriah killed. The fear, the original purpose of it, was designed to keep us obedient and keep us humble. And the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, knowledge, and instruction. But what happens is that, you know, like I said, the devil perverts the fear into paralysis and you know that paralysis it keeps us frozen frozen the devil will put things in your head like yeah that new endeavor that's not going to work out you might as well just just forget about it you've already failed at everything else you failed in your relationships you failed in your career you failed in your health you failed in your spiritual life you know god already took everything from you once before Why would you put yourself in a position where he will do that again? The devil will tell us these things. The devil will tell us these things. Because that's one of the the reasons why the devil hates us is because the devil cannot create anything. But we are made in the image and likeness of God. See, the power of creation, children of Yah, is sown into us through the words of our mouth. The Bible says you are snared by the words of your mouth. The book of Job, it said, Behold, I will decree a thing and it will be established before your ways. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who live it will eat all of its fruit. And so... The devil cannot create anything. He can only pervert what God has created. So we can say that fear, we can draw a natural conclusion that fear is associated with reverence. You know, when we have, when we fear something or someone, you know, have you ever noticed children of Yah that we are rather obedient to what we fear? The kid that bullied us in school, The rejection from the high school crush or the perceived rejection thereof, the fear of our finances, the fear of losing our jobs or our main sources of income. Whenever, you know, whatever we fear becomes an idol in our lives, 
idolatry. And that idol grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more we sacrifice to it, the bigger it will be, even bigger than the will of God in our minds. And what exactly do I mean by sacrifice? You know, the Bible talks about anything sacrificed to idols. That means, for example, having a negative thought or a negative moment of selfishness, fearing the loss of control or doing the complete opposite of the will of God. Fearing change, atonement, and also fearing exposure of the flesh. That feeds the spirit of fear, which turns into the spirit of idolatry. And so we concern ourselves with the consequences of our fear rather than the will of God, the consequence of that. And so the Bible talks about boldly entering into the throne of grace. And that is not children of Yahweh with the spirit of fear. We cannot enter into the throne of grace anxious. It's like going through the airport when you're going through the TSA checkpoints and you're bringing a whole bunch of stuff with you that you know you can't even bring with you on the plane. You're bringing the big old giant water bottle. You're bringing the shampoo. You're bringing the lotion. You're bringing the conditioner. You're bringing the third thing. And TSA says, can't take that with you on the plane. Got to leave it behind. And so you're forced to leave the baggage. You're forced to leave the junk. And it's through that, if we can leave the junk of fear, the junk of anxiety, the junk of worry at the cross, we position ourselves properly to enter into the throne of grace and be ready and be prepared to ask God of anything and as well as be prepared to receive an answer. And so we have to enter into the throne of grace with an obedience and reverence to the most high God. And it takes a, an extreme amount of humility, children of Yah, to forsake, you know, the selfish parts of ourselves. And to take on a will that is extremely discomforting to our flesh. But this is what the Lord has called us to do. This is what the Lord has called us to do, children of Yah, to sacrifice our flesh in the same regard that Jesus sacrificed for us. You know, we must die to our selfish desires. We must die to our negative feelings and emotions. And we must die to the things that God cares nothing for. Our status, our money. Our desires, selfish desires, and we must cast out the spirit of fear in favor of the spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. And we have to be disciplined in this, children of Yah. This isn't something that you do just one time. This is a daily thing. The Bible says, present yourself a living sacrifice for the Lord. 
Every morning you wake up, there has to be a sacrifice of that. There has to be a sacrifice towards something that you fear. Because if we don't learn to do this, we might as well just forget it. We're already enslaved. And don't forget, children, y'all. The spirit that God wants us to be filled with is the same spirit that saved Israel. When the children of Israel were fearful of Pharaoh and his chariots upon chariots, this is the same spirit that saved them. This is the same spirit that destroyed the enemies of God and claimed victory. This is the same spirit that allows one to love and complete holiness in perfection, completely impregnable to fear, completely. And the Bible says that perfect love, it says this in 1 John 4, 18, that the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear and torment. And it is the Holy Spirit that allows us to be made perfect in love. And we fear nothing because with that, we understand that every turbulent event that goes on in our lives, we count it as joy. The Bible says count it, count, count it joy when you fall into various trials and count it not strange when you fall into the fiery trial. We fear nothing because we understand that when the trials come, so does joy. When the storm come, when the storms come, excuse me, so does peace. When the heartbreaks come, so does love. When the rejection comes, so does gentleness. When the pain comes, so does goodness. When the hastiness comes, so does patience. Everything in life is about choices, children of y'all. Everything in life is about choices. And as nebulous as it might sound, and as hard as it might be to accept, the spirit of fear is not only a door, but it's a choice to open that door. It's never, it's never something that just comes upon us. It's something that we choose to take on. And this is why the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, because God will never remove something that he did not give you. Confidence is never about who you are. It is always about what you do. And there have been many a time, children of y'all, when I didn't feel so confident, but I chose to do something that, you know, my peers very much feared to do. And the end result was that, you know, they believed that I was the confident one, even though I felt nowhere near confident. I felt nowhere near confident. They believed I was the hero to them simply because I decided to take a step out of faith. But as a kingdom person, as kingdom people, children of Yah, we are we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11 one says confidence is uh, I'm sorry. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And it says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it is impossible 
to please God. When you have a spirit of fear, there is no faith. When you have a spirit of fear, you completely cut yourself off from the Most High God, from his will, from his promises, from his provision, from his, from his abundance, from his protection. You completely cut yourself off. And so some of my friends, you know, they even call me a lunatic because they couldn't believe that in spite of the fear, I chose to do whatever, whatever the circumstance called for anyway. And some of us have cheap little tricks uh, to suppress the fear. We know what we know what these are, you know. You know, you go to therapy. You, you you drink an energy drink, you get some sleep, you do the the demonic meditation, blood ex uh, uh, blood flow exercises. We know what these things are, but in the end, what it really comes down to, children of Yah, is your faith. What it really comes down to is your faith. The Bible says that those who are in the flesh cannot please God. It requires you. The spirit of fear is a is a fleshly thing. It requires you to get away from that. It requires you to move out of that and understand that the things of the spirit of God require a different sacrifice. And we unknowingly gravitate towards things we have faith in. Atheists, you're going to love this one. You say, I don't believe in God. I don't have faith in nothing. Really? When you go to work, you don't necessarily think about dying under the normal circumstances because you don't think about getting hit by a car, do you? You don't think about someone possibly going out to robbing you, holding a gun to your head. You're just going about your day, don't you? When you're driving along the road, you have faith that that car is going to hold up and do its job. You have faith that no one is going to cross that double yellow line and cause a head-on collision with you. When you go to work, you have faith that your boss is not going to fire you. You have faith that you're going to get paid on Friday. You have faith that no one in your family is going to die today. You have faith that you're going to have a decent day. That's a sign of faith. The Bible says every man is given a measure of faith. And no matter what the atheists will say to you, they have faith. Even people who are depressed, you know, you know, I, 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 I'm going to be transparent. I went through depression for two and a half years. And, you know, even I had the faith that that. As long as I made it through that day. It was a victory. And so every man has I'm closing up. Every man has a spirit. Uh, 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 every man is given a measure of faith. And the spirit of fear, the spirit of fear will cause you to stop asking questions, the right questions. 
you're never going to know. You're never going to know the possibilities for your life. You're never going to know the voice of God. You're never going to know freedom. You're never going to know what it's like to be outside of the bondage of the yoke. You're never going to know. The spirit of fear destroys dreams. The spirit of fear destroys a God-given vision. A vision that you can use. That God wants you to fulfill. That you'll find your identity. You'll find your calling. And you'll find purpose in The devil, more than anything, wants to keep you from your identity. And the more you do things that that keep you away from your identity, the more content he is and the more heartbroken you'll be. Until you'll completely dissolve yourself into the point of just no hope, complete disparity. Complete brokenness. And then the idea of the light will seem foreign to you. Children of Yah, let us not get to this point. Let us continue to work. Let us continue to be holy. Let us continue to forsake the spirit of fear. And I love you all. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. I pray that you guys go so in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. You can follow me on Facebook, Yahweh Rise Podcast. My name is Shaquan Woody. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, Yahweh Rise. I'm looking to change the name from Yahweh Rise Podcast to Yahweh Rise Productions because the Lord is expanding my vision, but I'm very thankful for the platform he has given me. I know it's been a while. I dearly apologize for that. But I hope I can stay consistent. I hope I can stay consistent with you guys. I hope I can stay consistent, even with the turbulence of, you know, the holiday season. And I hope we can go into the new year making some decisions that challenge the spirit of fear, cast out the spirit of fear. And we live in complete holiness to the Most High God. But I love you all. Go so in Jesus' name. Go grow in Jesus' name. And God bless. Thank you.